RPG Cast episode 605 for the week of October 16th, 2021. I'm Chris here your host. But I'm tired. So, Anna Marie, take it away. Um, what you been I'm playing? not Anna, but uh, hey. Hi, Kelly. Uh, vacationed out. Vacationed sure. out. I There's feel such like a I need thing? a vacation from the vacation. vacation traveling's a bitch. Yeah, I can't travel right now, so. I'm sorry. Okay. No, I'm sorry, because I want to travel somewhere. <laughs> I need to get out of here. <laughs> We're still like, should we go to Omaha for Thanksgiving? No. Sister will be very upset. Your Tough. dad will be very upset. Tough. <laughs> right. I mean, Pike's Peak is both interesting and kind of annoying at the same time, because they redid the cog rail train so that they can put more people on the mountain which is annoying because you get up there and it's just crowded as hell and you can't really enjoy anything and because (laughs) furthermore it was like minus 11 degrees up there with the wind chill factor so we had to just as soon as we got the uh off of the train we just immediately had to go run to the gift shop because it was too cold to like do any sightseeing and it was so there was like no visibility anyway so both fun and i felt like it was kind of a wasted trip that's hard to plan those right yeah yeah and i mean i think in the past we had kind of went in may but this time around we kind of wanted to do something for our wedding anniversary and it just the timing just didn't work so but i played a lot of video games yay what'd you play I so I started SMT three last Friday, and that's all pretty much all I played throughout the majority of the vacation because you know we'd get back to the hotel at like seven o'clock, and not get to bed until midnight. So I would just prop myself up on the little couch in the hotel room and just play SMT three all night, and I finished it um, last night before I went to bed. Asterisk <laughs> finished. <laughs> You were having some problems with that game. A, a little bit. Um, so I, I finished, or I beat the game yesterday morning, and as the credits were about to roll, the game crashed. So I was like, oh, lovely. Well, actually, let me back that up a little bit, because, you know, I played it in handheld mode the entire trip and didn't have any problems. Then I get home, stick it in dock, do the thing where you have to press L and R to do the uh, Pro Controller, and then it crashes. And it's like, okay. So I had no problems the entire trip, and now I'm getting crashes. So booted it up again, and then it was playing, and it was fine. And then I think it crashed again at some point. And then, yeah, at the in, like right before it switched to the ending credits, it crashed. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, well, I, I mean, the final boss wasn't that hard, which, by the way, I got the, I went for the true demon ending, so I had to do a boss after the final boss. And then go through that, all of that again, because I hadn't unlocked, like, a save point, or no, there was a save point, like, right before the end area, which I didn't realize was there, so I had to go back through a labyrinth for nothing. And then tried to beat it again, and then it crashed the second my experience tallied up after the end boss. So at that point, I was like, okay, you know what? 
I'm going to do something else for a little while because I can't deal with this right now. You know, going through the whole end game thing twice. And granted, I'm playing on baby mode, mercy mode. So the final boss wasn't hard. It was just kind of a damage sponge. And so last night, it's like, I'm curious if I play this in handheld mode, can I beat it without crashing? And did it. And sure enough, it didn't crash. Nice. Um, so, yeah. I, and, and what kills me, Chris, is that you said that you had crashes in handheld mode. I have. I've had at least three. Uh, at different times. One that I lost an hour or two. And then, yeah, it's not great. And then Ryan Radcliffe messaged me this morning, like Scar. And he was like, yeah, I had crashes too, but only in dock mode. Yeah, what can so, I say? It's like, I'm really glad I'm not playing this in any higher higher difficulty or on the, the original PS2 version. Because let me tell you, if I would have had that happen to me with the original PS2 version... I would have snapped the disc in half. Because that's the thing that kills me about this particular version of uh, SMT3. Is, you know, that's all I played the entire trip. And my time counter, the first time I tried to beat it was about 25 hours. Because after the first crash, I kind of went back and did some grinding to kind of level up some demons. Because I didn't like the build that I was doing initially so my play counter for the ps2 version was triple that yeah i want to say like 90 hours give or take um so that just tells me that the majority of the original game was just grinding i can agree with that that's how that game seems to me and th- that being said, being able to actually play through this at my own pace without having to necessarily worry about g- getting my ass handed to me in BS fights made it fun for me again. You know, all crashes aside. So I feel like SMT3 has kind of absolved itself in my head of any wrongdoings because, except as I told you. Yeah, except for the crashes, because the, the PS2 version just pissed me off. But I also went for a much better ending this time around. And hey, I recruited Dante. There you go. Let me tell you how OP Dante is. Um, I, I don't know if he's like this in other difficulties, but he like has all sorts of resistances and can just do obscene damage and... Like his ultimate attack is Showtime, and he jumps around the screen and kind of th- does that combo thing that he does in his actual game, uh, with with like the UI showing the combo damage and stuff, which I, I found to be amusing. And given the hell that you have to go through to recruit Dante, I I'm glad that I recruited him because <laughs> uh, yeah, it in the labyrinth. Oh my where, gosh, those chase sequences are yeah. baloney. Yeah, because I'm like, I, I feel like I'm playing like a clock tower game or something, because yeah. as he's approaching, he's put the, his like techno music is blaring and it gets louder as he gets closer, mm-hmm. which I don't know if Ryder had the same thing going. He did. Not the, not that music, but yeah. <laughs> what was his? It's like playing Mary oh, Skelter. Oh, I don't know. Some other music, but. I was going to say, I wonder if it's his battle music from his game. Yeah, I wouldn't recognize it if it was. But. I, I I would have to pull up a YouTube video to say I was, I was about to call it his Oh Lord, He Coming music. <laughs> yeah. But um, I, I did boot up a new game plus with 
uh, not the non-maniacs thing. And if I am going to play through it again, I want to try and recruit Rido. Cool. Because don't you get the cat, too? I mean, not separately. Not as its uh, own demon, no. But uh, when you get Rido, you get Gato. So, you know, they're a package deal. Uh, and is, which is just is to Rido. say he's the one who talks for Rido. Ah, so. uh, I see. Oh, okay. That that totally makes sense. No one, I saw that Ray Chase was Rido's voice when I was looking up voice actors yesterday. Oh, okay. Because um, in the True Maniacs ending, Lucifer is voiced by, um, I don't know his actual actor's name, but he played Roy Campbell in the Metal Gear games. I need scissors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, why, why is this voice not? Oh, it's him. It's him. But um, so yeah. Um, I don't know if the PS, the PlayStation ports of Nocturne or the PC ports are as jank as the. Yeah, I Switch don't know port. either. Yeah, I play the Switch port, so. But I, I all, all crashes aside, I'm happy with my time with SMT3. But I would probably not recommend the Switch version. But it, it's also weird because, like I said, I had no problems in handheld mode. So, yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of glad I've only played in handheld. If I'd played in, in non-handheld, how many more crashes would I have? Yeah, and and they've patched it since then, which also kills me. So I don't know. Um, the only other thing I really touched on was uh, Idle Champions, to which I cleared all of the Water Deep Heist quests. We are all playing that now. Yeah. So I decided this week that I wanted to start diving into the second um, blessing. So I have been slowly picking up Kelumvor's favor. Yeah, that's what I'm grinding right now, too. So I got the... I need the character you get from that campaign. Yeah, so I got the temporary worship and the legendary champions, and that is going to help me progress in both campaigns now. Oh, cool. So I'm, I, I, I think I'm almost ready for to like try out. Um, let's see here if you campaign. I think I'm at the point where I'm ready to start Waterdeep just to continue to build up a third type of favor and get all of the stuff going there. Because I, I am at the point where I, I would have to grind a significant amount to continue progress in a grand tour of the Sword Coast. And so the answer to that is I could either start with a new um, set of favor and get the universal buffs, or I could just like grind a whole bunch of free plays. And I think I'd rather do a new, um, a new type of favor. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. See, part of the reason why I was trying to finish Waterdeep is because the character that you get from that pairs really well with the. I'm blanking on her name, the red baseline Arakoa that does ridiculous damage. Oh, um, Ashara. Yeah, Ashara. I thought you only got like, um, oh, okay. Who do you get from Waterdeep? Uh, hang on, I'm checking okay. right now. I <laughs> I keep wanting to call her Ukatoa, but I know that that's not the name. Olkira? Yeah, Olkira. Um, she's like a good magic buffer. Oh, yeah, so, that would pair with Hashara super well. So, yeah, it was like a, a whole strategy that I read where you pretty much just get nothing but magic buffers to help pair with Ashara, and um, Ashara does just insane damage. 
Yeah, I need to find it. good Ashara builds. I need better builds than I have right now. Um, potpourri. Yep. And get another like two other exotic yep. races with I have her. Those. Yep. And then just get a bunch of magic buffers. Okay. Um, I've got Jim, who yeah, is really him. good. Um, uh, I'm not using him because, um, I I got Caddy Bree as as part of a. I I have like shinies on her. Yeah, mm-hmm. but she doesn't boost magic. But I guess she well for a long time damage, she was right? my highest DPS. Yeah. It was only when I started moving into more Ashara based builds that right. um, the bud for Ashara started moving. Mm-hmm. But like my gear the on bud. Jim is bad. I love it. It's three blues and three greens, and so like I I'm probably at the point where the next time I get a flash sale for a shiny on Jim, I'll pick it up, and that will be my break even point. Of like, all right, now Jim does more to boost Ashara than Caddy Bree does on her own. I'm trying to see if Priscilla, who you probably have, no, I guess she doesn't have any outgoing effects. I don't think oh. I have Priscilla. Well, this is thrilling content for the listeners. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I I'm sorry. I Vaughn was looking at that game, and it's like, what is the point of that game? Oh, like you set up your build, you let it go for a couple of hours, and then you check game. back on it. It's a weird it's, idle game. <laughs> and it's like I'm not going to defend it, but it's one of those things where numbers go up just hits that dopamine. Numbers go <laughs> burr. Yes. <laughs> And, and it's D and D characters, so it kind of goes right into my obsession currently. Because <laughs> the only reason why I started playing it was because oh, spurts in this from Critical Role. Mm-hmm. Let's check it out. Eleven days. Eleven days. Eleven days. Um. <laughs> so dumb. All right, so let's. Uh, I've been playing D and D stuff. Well, not really. I've been playing Pillars of Eternity all week. So I've been focusing on getting through that and lots of content in that game, but I'm, I'm trucking through it on easy mode. Um, not casual on easy, but I do have, I'm making liberal use of the console to break that. I realized how I broke the game. I've, I've remembered that since last week. I use the in-game console. That's right. They have cheats built in and I use all of them and it's great. So I have millions of copper. I've got unlimited crafting materials I'm just, and then I find stuff and I break my characters with them. And then I get into conversations where I don't have the right skill points for the conversation actions. And I said, you know what? I could spend hours going to an old save and manipulating my character growth to be able to do this right. Or I can just grant myself that, that statistic at the level I need. That's what I do. <laughs> and I do the conversation again. I am a God and I feel wonderful in that game. And uh yeah, so that's been fun. I'm almost done. I'm I'm basically wrapping up side quests before I go through the last boss. And then I have to decide on my little D&D games kick, which is all inspired from listening to hours and hours and hours and hours of Critical Role. I have to decide um am I going to go to um Pillars of Eternity 2? Or am I going to go and try to finish um, Divin- uh, Divinity Original Sin 2? And uh, I haven't decided which. But, uh, yeah. 
I'm kind of in a in between games and pass at the moment myself. And I feel like I should probably just truck through all of the story content in Disguise 6. Uh, that way I can kind of be done with it. Be done with that, yeah. Because November's going to be kind of a... Oh, shoot, I forgot month. something important. I could have... I have to decide, Kelly, if I'm going to go and do Tales of Arise as well. That's yeah. That's also on the list. Oh, and shoot. don't you still need to finish SMT3? I do need to, like, put in... Um, well, I guess depending on how many times it crashes, an hour or two in to finish up um, Nocturne, yeah. Um, there's a save point right outside where you go finish, fight the final boss. Yeah, but it sounds like yeah. there's an hour of cutscenes in there that I can't skip. No, not, actually, no, not really. I got through them pretty quickly. Okay, cool. Why they didn't do skippable cutscenes in this, especially when you're intended to beat the game multiple times, is beyond me. I've yeah, I've been wondering that too. Maybe on New Game Plus you can skip on? Nope. Oh. As I tried. Oof. Oh, you started up just to see. Okay. Yeah. And didn't work. That's too bad. But November's going to be kind of a packed month between SMT5 and Pokemon Shining Gold or Shining Diamond for me. So. Wait, I thought it was no. Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Do I have it backwards? Something like that. I, I think I got it backwards. The Diamond and Pearl remakes. I'm I don't think I'm still on Sorry. the fence about whether I want to get those because I barely played the originals. So for me it would essentially be a new game. But also maybe I should just ask for it for Christmas. Um they I don't think we have a new story for it, but they did talk about some quality of life features and there's gonna be permanent EXP share. In this one. Oh, I heard about that this week. That oh, made people I, have opinions. Oh. I, I heard about that. The salt included. Uh, it's not your Pokemon. And then anymore. there's also like uh, sword and shield. You'll be able to have access to the box anywhere, um, and no HMs anymore, which means no no Bidoof HM slave. Aww. So you can. That's actually, a good thing. Like, that means you don't need a good Bidoof with you. <laughs> I mean, you could, actually, uh -huh. you could actually use Bidoof for more than just HMs. You're funny, But Kelly. why would you? <laughs> Kelly likes Bidoof. Because he's special. He's special. They, they, they devoted a day to Bidoof. Bidoof. <laughs> um, the, the, I think the only down thing that I heard was that um, TMs are going to be one-time use again, which I don't know why they reverted that. Well, that's a good point. I, it, I don't know. Maybe I've it's never, a balance issue in the game. Yeah, I feel like I never used a TM more than once, so I'm kind of ambivalent to that change. Honestly, I don't mind it because I feel like there are some choices that should have consequences. Even in I a mean, game intended for children. Okay, okay, but like, I feel like now you're making the the anti XP share argument sort of thing. Like you want the I game am? to be more cutthroat and and difficult. No, but I... only in this area. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I I'm with Anna. I, I it doesn't really bother me all that much as long as false swipe is purchasable. Okay, somewhere fair enough. Then I'm okay with it. Fair enough. If, if false swipe I think is false a swipe use. should be in the frick, first freaking town. I'll be honest. Yeah. I'm so tired of never having an ability like false swipe until 
Um, I feel like there was something like like false swipe on an early Pokemon in Sword and Shield. I think Am Sword I and Shield is different. Yeah, I think they finally balanced that more. But in the remakes, um, and probably rightfully so, I don't think they focus on correcting every quality of life feature because you know it's an old game and it had its own balance. The thing, the thing that I don't understand is why isn't false swipe usable on every single Pokemon with very little exception, like. I don't know. Ditto. I don't like having it. Uh, let's be. I'm the kind of guy. I don't like the fact that I have to choose moves. I would break the Pokemon structure entirely wide open and just say, you learn the moves and it's in your move list and use whatever you want. Um, and I, I know that would... completely destroys the balance, but like, that's not why I'm playing the game. Right. So I, I forgot. Is it, is it Nexomon like that where you can sw- swap out moves? Yeah. And Nexomon Extinction in particular, you can just go to someone. There are people all around the world that are like, want to change your Nexomon's moves? Yeah, but I'm saying and go so a like, step further. Just have the whole move list available all the time, like it's a normal RPG. Oh, You're I learning see. your spells, and they just um, add to your list. So, like, the idea would be outside of combat, you could swap them back and forth no. just in the menu? No. In combat, you could choose any of them. Mm, no, I yeah, think that I'm complete. Things. I'm talking about completely breaking it wide open. Like you'll have moves that are upgrades of other moves, so that you don't have as much wasted space in your menus with old moves you don't care about anymore. But other than that, yeah, you just keep adding on spells as you get older. I, or, I don't know. I, you'd almost have to have an MP system for that, and I don't well, think do. that game is. You do. It's called PP. That's what that is. That's an MP system. It's just a Final Fantasy one style one. I don't know. I I think part of the difficulty, or not necessarily the difficulty, but part of the challenge of Pokemon. Yeah. Oh, no. is it would break the game. It. I understand that it would ruin the game. No one wants this but me. That I, I feel accept. like this is a, a a flex that an indie game is going to make, and you're going to play it and then realize that you don't actually yeah. like I, it. I mean, the the more workable is what you suggested is like um, equipping spell slots like D&D or something or like, you know, between towns, I can choose which four moves I'm going to take with me. But I look at that and I'm like, this is just dumb. This is just awkward for the sake of being awkward to like artificially limit me. And it's like, why don't you just let me choose what's tactically advantageous for the battle I'm in? That's kind of how I look at it. So if you know of an indie game out there that's like this, make sure you write into the show. Yeah, because I'm I'm curious if it works like that. Um, I want I want to say monster. This is every I'm just describing a normal RPG progression system. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not that like you keep saying like I wonder if it works like that. I'm like, well, did Final Fantasy VI work? Because that's like that or Final Well, mm-hmm. okay, more like Final Fantasy IV actually. Yeah, and and <laughs> yeah, six you could teach everyone everything, so it's a little different. <laughs> Like, but like, we have games like this. It works, but you have to balance the rest of the game around it. Right. So, um, you've played nothing else but Pillars of Eternity. That's right? all I played this right. week. I five hour rolled the game this, this <gasps> week. Which one? Space Land. Space Land. Yeah. So I was slowly starting to like struggle with the levels a little more and struggling a little more at the levels and having to repeat the levels repeatedly and i finally googled spaceland stuck on level and it auto completed on the first level i got stuck on and the second level i got stuck on and then the level i was stuck on and i'm like oh well i'm not alone in this 
and I'm going to have a a very small complaint fest. So if you don't like me hearing like to hear me talk about the balance of games, you can skip ahead five minutes. I want easy games to be easy. What? What does that mean? I'm playing on easy mode. Oh. And so I went to the Steam forums and I found multiple threads of people that were like, I'm stuck on stage X. And there was always someone replying in the thread that if it was too hard that you should drop down to easy. Yeah. And people replying, but I'm playing on easy. And the next <laughs> reply was, well, get good. Get good. <laughs> oh, jeez. And I think the person who was replying might have been... The developer? Part of the development oh, no. team at some point, because there were a couple of threads that were like, wow, I can't believe a dev is saying that. So I'm like, was this a community manager that they hired and fired that just sucked ass at their job? Like, what is going on here? Because they certainly don't have a developer tag now. But yes, I want easy modes to be easy. Yeah, I, I feel like I played a game recently. yelled at by I'm... Eclipse. She says, get good. <laughs> it just, I feel like I, it's I called played a game easy. <laughs> Give me twice the ammo. Make the AI dumber. Let me stroll through these levels like, like it is a vague trip. I really to the like park. how we've gotten to the point where easy, even easy mode, people feel well. It needs to have some challenge. If you really want no, something, it easy, it's no, easy. But now they make casual, which is a level below easy because, right. <laughs> because then we give need me easier. a casual. It's just, I think it's funny. It's like, well, we made it easier. Well, I don't it's want to like, make it that if easy. If your normal but mode ne- is hard and your easy mode is normal, don't do that. So funny. I mean, I was dealing with that with SMT and that it's like, you know, I feel like this is almost a little two-faced rolly. But then I thought about it. It's like, no, that's exactly why I want to play this like this. Because if I do put it up to normal, then I am going to get frustrated. So I got auto killed on easy on SMT. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Wait, run what? into a battle and punch yourself to death because of yeah. physical reflect. Oh, I did that a couple of times. <laughs> it's like boom, you're dead. Oh shoot, <laughs> that's Hope an you hour. Saved recently. <laughs> nope, because <laughs> I was on easy and I was grinding. What's gonna kill me? Turns out I am. <laughs> You played yourself. You didn't improve. <laughs> you learned <laughs> nothing. The only one I cheated was myself. I don't know. Someone tell me if I'm... Am I being unreasonable? Am I no, being, unreasonable? being unreasonable? I don't think you're being unreasonable. I think it's funny how we've got easy modes that are not as easy as they probably should be because, well, we don't want it to be too easy. And then they end up having to make a casual mode. So it is as easy as easy should have been. I don't care. It's like, I know you don't what care what it's call called. It. I'm just trying to note the pattern. Like, why do we need a casual mode? Because we're not making easy easy enough. Why aren't we making easy easy enough? Because this infection of like, well, we need the challenge. Otherwise, it's not a real game and all you've cheated is yourself. Oh, whatever. How when about you make I... it fun so that you enjoy yeah. the game in its form, in normal, preferably. And like, so like the fun, like the combat is fun and not just hard to be hard. 
And like that's your well, excuse and, for padding yes, out the gameplay. And so this is kind of what I ran into. It's like I f- and the interesting thing is, is I actually saw a lot of people on like non Steam forums and stuff talking about this game, and they were like, there is a distinct difficulty spike between these five levels: thirteen, fifteen, eighteen. So thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, six, six levels. Um, and like people on both difficulties constantly getting stuck on these levels and i'm like that's not good game design putting aside my baby mode easy street stroll if everybody is getting stuck on this regardless of what difficulty that they're playing that's a problem oh but then they're gonna nerf the level for the babies good well if they just got good maybe they should stop playing games that aren't for them well, and I have stopped and playing this game. And that's what you game. did. You said, yeah, this game ain't for me. I'm yep. done. <laughs> and like, the, the here's the dilemma that I run into. How do I recommend this game to someone? This is a development company that I want to succeed and continue Why? pursuing fun games. Because I have played other games by them that are good and that I had a lot of fun with. But not this one. <sighs> I, I okay. feel your pain yeah, so game hard Game companies can make bad games and still be good game companies. They make mistakes, and then they commit to them, and then they move on, and they don't go and fix them, even if they realize they should later, because they can't. I'm I'm giving them a serious benefit of the doubt here, and maybe I shouldn't, given what you found on the forums, but... (laughs) I mean, I'm considering that they no longer have a developer tag, if they had one in the first place, I'm I'm going to say that... (laughs) Gosh, Tam in the chat room, well, yeah, look at Blizzard. Like, oh no, no, too soon. Nope, do not want, do not want... (laughs) Alert, alert, alert. <laughs> All right. Um, so I've also been playing Trails in the Sky the Third, and I've actually been streaming it off and on. Good for you. Um, so I'm not 100% streaming, and I'm playing it offline as well. So there you are. Like this is your first playthrough. old school, old school, it old-ish isn't. school? It isn't. So it I played isn't? 10 hours of Trails in the Sky FC, and I hated it. Yeah, and you've now you've gone well beyond that in this one. Right, and then I came back to Cold Steel 1, and I didn't like it. I mean, this is the same game as and what then, you played 10 hours of and didn't like. It is, but now no, it's not. It's not. Changed. It's not. It's not. Okay. Trust me on this one. It's not. Um, third chapter is a little more explory. Like, you actually have a big dungeon that you go through and explore versus um, FC and SC, where it's kind of a story where you're on on this rails i feel like all i do is run back and forth along long all i do is run back and forth to the first town in some random place nearby and i was 10 hours in and i was still doing that yep that's first chapter (laughs) i mean you're you're not wrong first chapter is very uh fetch listen after 30 hours it really picks up (laughs) i I don't know if that's true for first chapter (laughs) i have heard someone say that yeah, so people, there are some people that hang out on the Nisa Discord that are like, you have to play the series from start to finish. You cannot start at Cold Steel, you friggin' heathens. And I'm like, I started with Cold Steel. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> All right. Cool I mean, story, it's, it's, it's kind of like the MCU where, you know, you don't necessarily have to watch the entire MCU to understand what's going on. But if you do watch the entire MCU, then you'll catch a lot of uh, Easter eggs. I understood that reference. Yes. 
Yes, indeed. Like, like I, I could show somebody what if, and you'll catch oh, a lot of cool Tam, stuff. Tam, Tam makes a good point. I start. I actually started with the PSP ones that came before Trails in the Sky, so people can bite me. Yeah, but those weren't part of the same story. They are part of the same universe. Yes. The old Legend of Heroes games. Yeah, you. They're just not referenced at all. A little bit. All right. Teeny tiny pieces here and there. They're they're like several generations ago. Mm-hmm. There, there is a significant time skip between um, the old ones and Trails in the Sky. Yeah, see, Tracer, Tracer in the chat is like, Cold Steel is why I played Trails in the Sky. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Now yeah. that you've played through Cold Steel, you're going to get more out of Trails in the Sky, and that's cool. Well, and well, in particular, like... Um, I, it, it's I, a, maybe enough to make you push through the things you don't like about it. Not FC and ST. Okay. Don't, don't but at least me. third chapter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there is so much church stuff that goes on in Cold Steel 3 and 4 that mm-hmm. like I was constantly... So I'm friends with OMG Floofy, who runs... Like, like the biggest Falcom fan site on the internet, particularly in terms of um, Kisaki, the the trail series. And so, like, as I was playing through Cold Steel 3 and 4, since I was doing reviews for both of them, I was, like, constantly asking her questions about, like, what is this in reference to? Who is this character? How does this fit into the story? And so, bless her for being so patient with me. She's an awesome friend. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, like, I was starting to realize that, like, uh, Trails in the Sky the Third was coming up in a lot of these answers that she was giving me, and I was like, "All right, I I am now getting the feeling that it's it's time to play Trails in the Sky the Third, particularly since um after Trails in the Sky the Third came the two Crossbell games that were previously untranslated, but that are going to be released early next year. So now's the good time to play Trails in the Sky the Third because they will um shoop right into Crossbell one and two. And so if if Josh is any indication, the Crossbell games are really, really, really good. Yeah, I mean, he definitely says that he enjoys them. And the, the new versions have updated a bunch of stuff that I think I would have found a little more fiddly. So, yeah. Um, and since I five hour ruled Spaceland, I am now playing Fault Malstowed 1 on my Switch, which is a visual novel. Oh, I'm not very far I kickstarted in at all. that. Oh, <laughs> I bought it because it went on like super sale for like a buck or something. I only had it on PC, so. Yeah. All right. That's what I've been playing. I think that's what all of us have been playing. Tell me if that's good because I never played it. Um, so far it's very passive. Oh, okay. Which I think you'd like your visual novels to be a little more interactive. I think I should play that one with the microwave time travel. Oh, Steinsgate. Oh, yeah, I have it. You should play it. I probably should. I have to, we have to give Josh back his old Vita version. Oh, well, let's do that. <laughs> it's it's in the pile of games downstairs. That is, don't oh. sell this. Belongs to someone. <laughs> Shall we? Yeah. Oh. Speaking of selling things, I did get hit a lot of used game stores this vacation, and I mean it's it goes without saying game prices have kind of shot up a hair. You think? Just a hair. Um, I saw a copy of Ghost Trick. And it was like, oh, cool. I want that for my collection. $300? Oh, $150? No, thank you. Yeah, I think we sold ours for 200 and. I mean, it's good, bit. but you can experience that game pretty well on YouTube. Also, it's out on iPad. Oh, right, yeah. I, I, say, I didn't know if it got delisted or not. Not to my knowledge. Oh, let me check the app store. Also, Wait. I don't have an iPad. Oh, yeah, we went through this with you. <laughs> 
right. But my my husband has it. It's okay. And I mean, it's I okay. Have... I, I it's not one hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, it's still listed. It's on the iPhone. So next time we upgrade on one of our iPads, we'll just send you the old. One. No, we won't. I'm gonna freaking trade it in, Anna. Those things are worth money. And Kelly's not worth anything. She is worth our friendship and time. Oh, thank you. I'll send I don't, you I don't thoughts know and if prayers, that's not a iPads. <laughs> Sends thoughts and prayers, but, but not no iPads. iPads. <laughs> it's okay. We should probably it, move on before I get in trouble. <laughs> it's okay. I'm good. We have user feedback. Yay! We always like it when people answer our questions. Oh, someone forgot to copy in the question of the week. All right. The question of the week was, what is your dream gaming vacation? Where would you go and what system would you pick? Um, From Kroll, uh, from the sassy intro onwards, this might be one of the best RPG casts yet. For a perfect gaming vacation, I like the idea of a cabin in the Swedish woods around December. Get out during the day, then long, dark evenings inside, real fire, and pre-Christmas paraphernalia. I'll copy Kelly's idea and play SMT5 on my Switch or grab my 3DS and catch up on a bunch of Atlas games. Thank you for the nice compliment, Kroll. Yeah, I, given my internet troubles, I wasn't very confident about last week's show, so that makes me feel good. Um, from my podcast partner in crime, M, a.k.a. Matt Mason, I feel like I get my dream gaming vacation every summer. We head up to the mountains of North Carolina and hike up lots of local breweries during the day. Hiking kind of wears the kids out, so they pass out quickly or stay up occupied with their cousins and then sleep in. Either way, I'm free to game until late night knowing that I can sleep in, too. Nights are then four to six straight hours of game time. I've beaten Dragon Quest Builders in about ten days, powered through Persona Q and Persona 4 in a couple of weeks each, sunk 40 hours into some Dragon Quest monster games, Stardew Valley, and Graveyard Keeper, all while on vacation. I can mark my summers, my summers by which game I played through the most during my vacation. Yep, I'm the same way. All right, so Batacald writes in and says, The word of this RPG cast was confidence. The consolation prize goes to skeptical. <laughs> I like that mean? I like knowing it's the words that we were using the most in oh, the podcast. Okay. He's, I like he's this. written it a couple times and done this. Oh, so. that's good. Yeah, I, I always like this. Is this like Pee Wee's Playhouse sacred or secret word? <laughs> Wait, no. <laughs> what would we do? Yeah. Whoop, whoop, uh, whoop. All right. Shaman writes in and says, I'd like to make it a staycation for however long it takes for me to beat the Trail of Cold Steel games in order. Hey, huh. relevant. Seven years. I guess bringing the Switch with me to Japan would be a nice consolation, especially if I could bring it to Super Nintendo World. Um, I brought my Switch to Japan in 2019, and you'll be so tired from walking around everywhere that you'll just pass out the second that you hit the hotel room. Trust me on this. I agree with this message. Um, from oh, oh. Go ahead. Uh, from, from Strawberry Eggs, a general vacation where I can hike outdoor in the day and stay inside in a cabin in the evening. It would be nice to spend a week or extended weekend in the Catskills Mountains. Although knowing my sleeping habits these days, I may end up hiking and crashing early that evening. But I could always alternate hiking and gaming days. <laughs> I don't know if such places exist, but staying at a resort and spa with nearby hiking trails where I could hike, soak, and then play games sounds great too. 
As for what I'd take, I've had loads of games that I haven't touched on the Switch and keep wanting to get around to. Yeah, the Switch makes the perfect vacation machine. I mean, that that being said, I bought a uh, car charger for my Switch and was able to play through the majority a good chunk of SMT3 in the car without much issue. Although I forgot what a dark game SMT3 is and when the sun is out and really bright, that can be kind of an issue with being able to see stuff. So I I recommend playing something colorful like an Atelier game if you're going to play in the car. Just pointing that out. That works. So our new question of the week is what is one thing a sequel needs to do? you to say either heck yeah or oh no we talked about sequels a lot in <laughs> we talked about sequels a lot in our our what's playing and we're going to be talking a lot about them in the news and so i was thinking about like what excites me or like makes me nervous about a sequel so let us know if you want to drop us feedback the best way to do so um, is to head to rpgamer.com, find the latest podcast thread, drop in a reply like Strawberry Eggs and Shaman and Batacald and Platy and Krull did. So. I, I will say ch- ch- changing up the tone of a game completely will make me go hell no when it comes to a sequel. And I'm looking at you, Jack and Daxter. Okay. Ooh. Did was I the only one that played the original Jack and Daxter? I played the first one, but none of the others. Yeah, no, I didn't like how it kind of went from being a fun crash-like platformer to a oh. GTA game. I didn't play any of the others because I didn't like how the first one was a crash-like platformer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, back, back in the day, that was all I wanted out of Jack uh, and Daxter. I don't like, like collect. Go- that's one. That's one of the times where I was learning. I don't like collectathon platformers anymore. At the time, I wasn't sick of them. I think I was. I've been sick of them longer than I realized it. Like, I never finished Mario sixty four, and I don't I like that gameplay think, style. I just didn't. Mario sixty four was very fun. It's not good. It's like Final Fantasy seven. Chris, we're no longer friends. <laughs> I, so who's going to get more hate mail? Me for saying that I didn't really have fun playing Mario 64 or you for saying Final Fantasy 7 was a bad game? Just like Mario 64. <laughs> I think saying it like that will confuse people so much they won't know what... Wait, that's good, isn't it? I don't understand anymore. And then they'll short circuit and send nobody emails. Hey, you know what's more fun than Mario 64? Putting together the Mario 64 question box <laughs> Lego set. Is it? Which I did last night. Of course you did. You found Legos on your trip? Oh, yeah, of course. I, I actually have a weird tradition where um, I usually buy me a Build-A-Bear plush every time I go to Denver. And this time around, I bought an Umbreon. Cappy's calling uh, me out in the chat room, and I think I have to admit, I actually finished Final Fantasy VII. So I must have enjoyed it a lot more than Mario 64. <laughs> I forgot. Did you play the remake? Not yet. That's nope, on my just list. Me. I need to play okay. that. Um, I remember when we bought it, there yeah. was this running joke that oh. I was going to play it before he did. And... I I knew it wasn't a joke. I just didn't know how to convince you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that's how it was going to go. <laughs> All right. Hey, Chris. Oh, it's... Uh, it's time for the news. It's almost Thanksgiving. Turkey news. What do you mean? So, Thanksgiving was last week. Well, the other Thanksgiving. Canadian. The real Thanksgiving. 
Excuse me? <laughs> we sat down in partnership with our native neighbors and fostered good relationships for years to come. Isn't that the Adams Family movie? Yeah. Oh, oh it is, isn't it? <laughs> That's an it's if Adam's Family too, I think, but the summer camp yeah. thing, yeah. Oh, I gotta go watch that again. Um, so we've got a Kickstarter check in for Shrine's wait, Legacy. Wait, 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 wait. There's something else that has to come first. Um beep 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 beep. It's two weeks for extra life. Oh, oh right. What are we doing for Extra Life this year, Anna Marie? Oh, we are doing a huge game vacanza. That's right. Huge game vacanza. So we are going to start streaming at 4 p.m. Eastern on 4 p.m. Friday, Eastern start time. November 5th. November 5th. We're going to stream till about 4 a.m. It's the day after November 4th. On Monday, November 9th. How come I can't find the Kickstar- the it on our front page? Um, you will have to ask Alex about that. We need we, to tell Alex to, need p- to ping that. Now pin that, that it's somehow. two weeks to go, we will pin it for a okay. little while. Yeah, I can't find it anymore. If you search for extra life, do a search in the search box for the article. It'll be it'll be up on index. It'll be the top of index shortly. So yes, um, Chris and I, as well as Noodle and Sam and Scott and potentially other people, we are all raising money for local hospitals. Um, the entire stream team is going to be participating in Extra Life Weekend. So you're going to see streams from Scar, from Tam, from JC Servant, um, from Hair Frog, from Chris and myself. And there may be special guests um, mixed into there. Chris doesn't know what he's playing. I am playing things based on your donations. So if you go to my extra life, wait, page, mine as in me? No, me, me, oh, me, me, you. me. Okay, me. Me, 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 me. So if you go to extra-life.org/slash/participant/slash/pause-rpg, you RPG. can go to my fundraising page and you can scroll down. And on the right-hand side, there are incentives. So incentives. if you pick one of those. You can have me play a specific game. So if you donate fifty dollars, you can suggest an RPG for me to play. Um, good RPG for me to play. So there's only one of those left. For seventy-five dollars, you can um tell me what to name a Dragon Quest three character. And for a hundred dollars, and there's only one of these left, um, you can force me to play a bad RPG. So the the good RPG and the bad RPG, there's already been a couple of purchases. So I'm going to be playing um, like a, um, a, a game jam game from the something classic people. She's playing Deadly Towers. No, <laughs> but it is a bad game. Okay, good. It has like hot dogs in it. <laughs> they're, Why they're, is that a bad game? What no, no, no. They're not like they're not this, they're not sausages. Hot they are, dogs. They are hot dogs, as in overly warm canines. Oh, okay. All and right. so All it's right. a bad game. <laughs> it's something they jam, game jam together over like a month asynchronously. It makes no sense. So I'm looking forward to playing that. Um, our buddy Braxton also backed uh, the good RPG, and so he wants me to play Super Paper Mario. So we're gonna have to figure that out. Chris. Wait, is that my Braxton? Yeah, you're Braxton. Oh, yeah, he donated to me instead of you. Yeah, such as no, life. he donated to both of us. Oh, 
<laughs> I he thought he did more that, to me? I thought he did that, though. I'm like, oh, yeah, everyone does that. And he's like, no, I did both. And I said, oh, okay. Most people just donate more to her. I'm used to it. What a nice it. change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's this sort of running gag that um, all of Chris's friends donate more money to me. They also like you more than me once mm-hmm. they meet you. Yes. So all my friends meet you and they're like, oh, can we get, can we hang out with her? And, and I just I'm, like, I you mean, know what? I'm tired anyway. You go ahead and leave me with her. I mean, you won't even give me an iPad, so I don't blame them. I, <laughs> so, oh, now it's on. Oh, let's see. I kid. I kid. So yeah, we're going to have a whole weekend of streaming. Um, even if you cannot financially support us, honestly, the thing that helps support us the most is coming to the stream at twitch.tv slash rpgamer and cheering us on, particularly at like 2.30 in the morning. So if you're in like a, a European or Australian time zone or you're just a, a an early bird or a night owl, helping us get through the night is one of the best things that you can do. But honestly, come and cheer us on any time of day. Um, knowing that we have your support, honestly, is the best fuel that we can have. So, yep. Um, Extra so- Life is really cool, guys. It's made like $87 million since 2008. Yeah, $17 all, million last all year. Of that, all of that goes to helping... Directly to the hospitals yeah. to use... For their the research kids. And, and research and sick kids. materials it's all sorts of stuff it's not yeah. just cancer but it's like all good shit helping kids so like help those kids people and i mean you know it, you know they they put out some like amazing stats so like even even the hospital that like we um we what's the name of our hospital Anna? cover um it's uh something wisconsin children's wisconsin there you go um they intake like 300 kids a day and half of those are cancer and half of those are other life-threatening illnesses. Like they, they treat like all sorts of stuff. And they actually email us because Chris and I together are one of their top fundraisers. We are not. We are. I don't think so. Yeah. They okay. have said that to me. What? And I They mean, don't email I guess me like this. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they email me all the time. You might be, you might be tapped out of those emails, Chris. <laughs> Oops. I mean, if you have particularly Ken Taker's family members that say that video games are a waste of time, this is your ammo right here. Like, well, hey, video I mean, gamers raise a ton of money. We could get charity. this money doing other things, too. But, like, it's fun to yeah, theme but this around this is the fun games. way of doing it. Is, it is. Well, yeah. I'm just saying I mean, there's, it, there's 354 other days of the year where we're not really accomplishing as much. What? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just saying. Wait, how many days are there in the year? 365. 365. I said 354. So that means there's nine days we do positive things, apparently. Well, or my got, math uh, was wrong. <laughs> you're, well, one, hey, your math is the wrong. The extra life is four points. days of that, so you only have five more days All to right, make up excuses I gotta, for. I can figure out what we're doing on those five days that's useful <laughs> and positive. Well, I mean... You've also got um, AGDQ. AGDQ yeah, and SGDQ. Okay. Yeah, but that's two weeks. That's, I'm, that's I'm just saying, video games... We're already more than, t- we're already more than nine days. Yeah. Y- you get you only. I feel like you only hear about video games in the in the mainstream press when it's bad news. So anytime it's good news, I think it needs to be boosted and pointed out. Yep. Is what I was trying to say there. <laughs> yeah. All right. So join us for extra life. Um, donate if you can. Um, share if you can't. We should do a D and D session during extra life. <sighs> no. During extra life. Veto. Four hours. It'll be fun. Hey Kelly. 
I Why are you, you vetoing off. that? I cut you off with the Kickstarter check-in. Kelly oh, wants to do fine. it now. I, I wouldn't mind doing that. But yeah! We'll see how busy I am. Oh, sorry. But Kat. we'll see. Um, we got a Kickstarter for Shrine's Legacy. I backed this. This is, this is an SNES-style action RPG that lists Legend of Zelda, Final Fantasy, Illusion of Gaia, and Secret of Mana as its inspirations. And yeah, it's got two characters that use elemental magic in real-time combat, and a minimum of fifteen dollars will get you a digital copy of the game. I backed this at more than fifteen dollars. Oh, did you know? I did. Uh, the and the campaign is set to run until November sixth, and they are looking for twenty-five grand in funding. So it look, looks cute. Gives me uh, what Luffy two vibes. So Fabian, if you're listening. <laughs> I'll um, let him know. Um, and then um, more kind of, I don't know, old school type games because uh, 8-Bit Adventures announced uh, console versions. Yay! Right. I'm very eight, excited for this. 8-Bit Adventures too. And they, they say 8-Bit, but to me it looks more like it's an NES bit. game Yeah, that, that got ported. Yeah. It's kind of funny. These two projects are both projects that I'm super familiar with because uh, both of the developers hang out in the Something Classic um, Discord. Um, so if you're an indie developer, by the way, um, come find me on Discord and I will get you invited to the Something Classic Discord and I will get you plugged into all sorts of resources. Something Classic Discord is awesome. It's like a big collection of indie developers as well as the actual Something Classic um, titles that are developed by something classic but it's it's oh, like a cool. great place for if you're an indie dev come and hang out and you can ask advice for like art and um development resources and how to use hashtags on social media and all sorts of stuff there's lots of experts there they're always willing to share their expertise as well as you're willing to be patient cool and yeah it's going to be 8-bit adventures 2 is going to be coming to playstation 4 playstation 5 xbox one xbox series X. X and S and the Switch, although a date hasn't been announced. Yeah, it's after the actual release on PC. Ah, gotcha. I can't remember when we said that the PC version was um, coming out. I don't remember if he 100% nailed down a release date for that. Um, What does Steam say? I think Steam says when it's done. Yeah. Coming soon. So, <laughs> I think soon. he really wanted to have it out this year. I think that was his goal. So. Soon.tm. Soon, TM. Hey, look, um, our next story is about another game. We have no idea when it's coming out. <laughs> yes. So Baldur's Gate 3, an update added to the Sorcerer and Germf- Grimforge? Grimforge. I don't know why I wanted to read that as Germforge. <laughs> I read it as Jimforge initially. <laughs> So, I mean, um, here's the thing that, that kind of slays me is like Baldur's Gate 3 has been out in early access for so long that this is the sixth major content patch. But you can it's... still only play the first act. <laughs> At some point, they're going to have to finish this, right? People are wondering. <laughs> are they? <laughs> All right. Well, moving on. I mean, there's a new region to explore. You could play the sorcerers, which obviously are magical, powerful magic wielders. Um, I don't. I'm not sure if the new story says what the Grimforge does or not. 
Um, you got uh, improvements to melee and ranged combat, ranged combat, and yeah. So I, I guess this will be a fun game when it comes out eventually. It looks pretty. Um, there were a lot of complaints when the early access first came out. I don't know if it's all better now though. Um, also, like it'd be nice to have the rest of the darn Grimforge is an area, by the way. It's not. Oh, a class. okay. Yeah. So it's oh. an underground forge area that you're exploring. Anyway, yeah, uh, be nice to have this game like come out, right? <laughs> and then we could evaluate it and review it. But I don't know if maybe that's just never happening now. Oh, something that I'm sure will come out soon-ish. I want to say on October 27th is a new Packs of Path of Exile expansion, which is called the Scourge. They're redoing their uh, skill tree a little bit, not majorly, but uh, uh, they're touching a lot of it. Um, they've got a whole new, like, gimmick for the season, as they are wont to do every time. Uh, risk versus reward thing, spawning big enemies, and if you can kill them, you get lots of, you know, rewards. If you don't kill them, you lose what you risked. Uh, you've got, uh, I don't know, some other, there's lots of, you know, patch notes sort of things for PoE. So, like, if you're into PoE, here's another season with lots of little changes to keep you entertained until, you know... Next year when, let's see, two things they pointed out. Uh, no, one thing they pointed out. In 2022, they are going to do a big endgame content overhaul. But that's, you know, next year. So that's not helpful to you. And then at some point, Path of Exile 2 is coming. But we still don't know when. <laughs> so oh, this, this expansion is set to release for PC on October 22nd. And then for PS4 and Xbox on October 27th. Mm-hmm. And will be free. I, I'm still blown away that this game is completely free and has had a lot numerous of expansions. They make a lot of money on their microtransactions. And it, it's all cosmetics? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. I, I wish more games would take their model. Um, and, and another news, um, Nova... God, how am I going to pronounce this? Nova Rama releases the Kill Squad opening cinematic. Um. This is a sci-fi themed RPG that uh, kind of borrows from twin stick shooters with hack and slash dungeon crawler aspects. And yeah, it's a new opening cinematic for it. Yeah. And I have no idea of what's going on in this game based on the cinematic other than like some story stuff. You're in the kill squads. I guess you shoot things. Oh yeah, yeah, it is. It's a fast paced skill based game that borrows from twin stick shooters, hack and slash dungeon crawling and bullet hell genres. There you go. It's been an early access for two years? Wow. Uh, and then the rest of our news stories are pretty much just kind of quick hits because um, <laughs> Black Geyser... <laughs> quick hits. Yeah. Black Geyser Couriers of Darkness adds Mac and Linux support, and I think this is all... Yeah, this is already in Steam early access. Oh, it's a computer RPG. Yeah, the news story didn't have a trailer, so I had no idea what was going on. And then and another hacker-themed game, Midnight Protocol has been released for Steam, uh, Steam and GOG on the PC for fourteen ninety nine, and yeah, this is just you're controlling a hacker. That's the gameplay. Um, we've got Starlight Alliance that was released on PC and Switch. We've got the Book of Travels available on Steam early access. Um, Chemco Alert. Kemco Alert, Kemco Alert, Kemco Alert. RPG, RPG the Imposter RP, RP Golf Legends is releasing in January. RPG Imposter noticed. 
Engage defenses. Engage countermeasures. Whoop, I thought whoop. you guys were actually sort of excited about this one. Never mind. This is the golf one. Stand down. Stand down. This is the golf one. Chemco alert canceled. <laughs> I, I, I'm amused because we're actually talking about maybe doing a Chemco RPG backtrack. This this one I, won't be out in time for Extra Life, and that makes me I'm sad. I'm sorry. So we talked about this last week or the week before that they're making a golf RPG, but it's not till January of 2022. Yeah. I mean, I think it was originally intended to be out near the end of this year and then they punted it into January. Okay. I mean, if you, if you were disappointed with the new Mario golf, does it help that Kemco's only publishing this? They only publish a lot of stuff. Oh, okay. But bear in mind that Kemco is a developer and a publisher, and they also license the Chemco engine to anybody who wants to work in it. And yet all of it is garbage somehow. Oh, Chris. Am I wrong? Veggie. Am I wrong? Um, say Plotty, I'm wrong. Say I'm wrong, Anna. Plotty is telling me that <laughs> she won't to say bite hearts. <laughs> They're not bad. They're just not good. <laughs> it's, okay. it's mediocre. Okay. It's oatmeal. Uh-huh. I like oatmeal. Yeah, well, but you, you don't like oatmeal it. by itself. You like oatmeal with nuts brown and blueberries and, and brown, brown sugar, sugar in it. So, like, plain oatmeal, you are very ambivalent about. You like oatmeal with lots of stuff in it. That depends on how hungry I am. And so, like... Plain oatmeal can be okay. Sure. And Chemco games are, in general, plain oatmeal with a few blueberries and mm-hmm. a couple of nuts thrown in. All right. What's Is going it on? going to blow you away and I... be the best breakfast you've ever eaten? Uh, I don't want to no. do this argument anymore. Tell me more about Monarch, Kelly. <laughs> um, so, Monarch is releasing in February. What, what is Monarch? This is from... Uh, what is it about? It's developed by Furyu and published by NIS. And it's set in, a, in an academy with a mysterious realm known as the other world. So people who sounds... made the first SMT are involved. Is that yeah, it, it okay. sounds kind of like Persona Three, and it's going to be coming out on February twenty second. And NIS has a limited edition. Um, comes with a collector's box, art book, soundtrack, cloth poster, and five acrylic stands. Oh, and are you interested acrylic in stands? This? Huh? Are, have you looked at this game? Which Monarch? With a K. Uh, like, it happens in a school, and it's got creepy demons and stuff. Like, Oh, yeah, this is the Nisa one. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to wait on reviews. Players team up and build relationships with four classmates, taking the role of vice president for the group's true student council. Oh, yeah, no, I just, that sounds I don't, racist. I don't know how scary <laughs> is that this racism? is going to be. Like, what do they mean by the true student council? I just... This game looks creepy. A little too and creepy so for you? I'm, I'm, I'm a firm maybe. I don't know. That floating rabbit guy with the mouth on its side of its head is kind of fun. <sighs> and okay. then in non-RPG news, but I still wanted to bring it up, Animal Crossing is getting a huge update in November. Is it? So, I'm kind of We should maybe talk about this. Because I, I PM'd you because you it's got Happy Home Designer stu- DLC that oh, they announced. Oh, and like I'm this this might be the one thing that gets me back into Animal Crossing because I loved Happy Home Designer. Okay, first of all, you're going to be able to visit Brewster in his coffee shop, the Roost. Captain's going to take you to mysterious islands while you know singing to you along the way. There are some n- new features like new house exteriors. Uh, storage expansions, hairstyles, new KK slider songs, things you can buy with Nook Miles, and even a pro camera app for the Nook phone. Um, and you'll be able to cook food using ingredients you grow. 
which I guess when you cook the food, it just becomes an item you can put on a table in your house and just look at, I guess. And then there's the happy. Okay. And then there's the happy home thing you're talking about. Yeah. That's the paid expansion. And that's one of those things where you take requests and build a a home for them Mm -hmm. and try to meet their theme. Do you have to like craft all the stuff you need to make for them? How does that work? Um, everything is provided. Oh, well that's no fun. Shouldn't well, it's it? so that you can still enjoy the game without having to worry about crafting materials. But the whole point of it is to craft the stuff, and then you've unlocked it, and then you can feel like I made this, and I put it in your house, and you don't you love me for it? That right. there's also going to be exclusive furniture that you can only get via the home Happy Home Designer stuff, right. and I'm hoping that I well, I think they said that you're going to be able to do some of the stuff that you can do in the Happy Home Designer to your own home, mm-hmm. which I'm hoping also includes the uh, advanced tools for like placing down paths and stuff because my my god trying to do that in the ui right now is a pain so they also announced this this expansion pack is free as part of their that new um online service where they're going to give you the n64 and genesis games yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, or you can pay 25 bucks for the expansion pack on its own Mm, now the uh 25 okay the uh the the online service thing so how this works is Normal Nintendo Online is 20 bucks for a single person or 35 for a family, right? And mm-hmm. Anna, you and I do the 35 for a family thing. Right. The new thing where you get the uh, N64 games and Genesis games and this Animal Crossing expansion, because I guess they're just assuming everyone who has a Switch has Animal Crossing. Probably not inaccurate, though. A lot of people have it. Um, it's 50 bucks per person instead of 20 or 80 bucks for a family instead of 35 so that's a $30 increase for access to some emulated games that you can already, that aren't good, that you don't need to play, and an expansion pack that costs less, less than that. So I'm going to say most people shouldn't be getting the expansion pack based on what I'm seeing, no. and you should just pick no. up the DLC on its own if you really want to play more Animal Crossing. But I feel like people have been really complaining about the online expansion pack pricing as though it's like, they feel obligated to get it to get the full experience, which is like, yeah. why are you saying that? Yeah, that's what I don't that? get. Yeah. That's what I don't get either. Like, you're still going to have the cheaper option if the Nintendo 64 games aren't worth it to you, then don't buy it. I mean, yeah. And I, and I think, but Kelly, everything it. has to cater to me and my needs. Don't you yeah, understand no. this? I have to support them. I am so them. disappointed. If in I don't you. support them doing this, they're never going to give me the full unadulterated netflix of nintendo games that i want no i they will never give you the pure unadulterated netflix of video games you want that is not happening yeah vaughn and i had a very long conversation about this last night and i came to the conclusion that nintendo is seeing if people are going to be willing to upgrade before they start trying to roll out other stuff like game boy or game boy advance or heaven forbid gamecube I and I agree that's likely, but it would be nice for them to say plus future things to come rather than because not saying anything. They don't want to commit to that. Well then honestly I don't want to commit to them then. <laughs> sure. And and don't. Yeah. It, so I mean here's here's the thing that I sort of see in my head is like this is this is going to be their new high end tier. And what they're going to do is they're going to slide things out of the high-end tier into the base tier as new high-end tier stuff becomes available. Is that what you think they're going to do? Yes. Oh, have you heard this officially? Nope. Okay. 
This is you heard this unofficially. <laughs> no, this, this is, is your speculation. This is my. I am retired from the in video game industry, and I can speculate on whatever the hell I want now because I have no clients. So you to think rep. they'll release the N sixty four in here? It'll be as it is for like a year or two years. It, they won't add any more games, and then they'll throw it down in the regular no, no, no. tier, so and then a, put will, a new thing. They in? will slowly build up the N sixty four library. Okay. To the point where more people will be interested in it and slide into that category. And then what they will do is they will slide N64 and Genesis games down to the base. Mm -hmm. And they will put in Game Boy Advance games in the high tier. And that's weird. how you get the new people in again. I think that's dumb for them to do. I think that I think that they should is... just leave them all in the high tier and just keep adding more things to the high tier. And that way you make it feel like the high tier gives you value and that they're committed to making it have more value over time. And so it makes it feel more worth buying. Yeah, but you also want to cater to the new customer. Yeah, I'll tell you. Yeah, what by making the big me... tier have more stuff in it. Mm, this way is better. Okay. You know what would make me up a great to the high tier is if they would do a PSN thing and have regular sales just for Nintendo Online customers. You know, including putting their AAA stuff on sale once in a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so, you know, that's 100% something they could do. 10% off of all the Nintendo first party games, but 20% off if you're an NSO member. Yeah, that that would be amazing and I would totally buy into it, it for that kind off. of discount. But I don't know if Nintendo's ever going to do it or if they've ever even thought of it, it because that it's a conversation that's happened. Yeah. <laughs> The other thing is, you know, people were saying, well, why, why would I waste my money on the Animal Crossing DLC this way? I think they threw that in there mostly for families that have multiple switches that don't want to have to pay $25 to upgrade each of their the Animal Crossing copies. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I don't know how that all works, so I don't know yeah. if I'm talking out my ass or not that's what my speculation is because mm -hmm. if you got a family with yeah you got switches, a family you can get the expansion pack for everyone's copy much cheaper that way yeah yeah well uh, uh, until it amortizes right so over time you're paying more for that expansion i mean yeah over time you're paying more but it's still cheaper yeah, than having less. to yeah. um plus you're getting the benefits so now um, i can spend money on sh crappy nintendo 64 controllers is what i'm hearing Oh boy, it's already out of stock. Fifty bucks for an N sixty four controller that I don't want. Woo! Um, the the other thing that came out of the animal fifty bucks for a Genesis controller and it's only yeah. three buttons. Weren't we complaining about this? Yes. It it's still in stock. What what a shock! <laughs> <laughs> everyone wants the N sixty four one for Smash or something. I bet, but the the Genesis Probably. ones, everyone's like, no. <laughs> But um, the, the, the the thing that I got out of the Animal Crossing presentation is that they're releasing Series Five of Amiibo cards. So um, sell your Raymonds now, while before the market just gets flooded with them. Because yeah, as soon as that like code me, is in there, yeah, you can make yourself a Raymond NFC card, <laughs> and it'd just be like, do you okay, even need I, to, Kelly? You already have them. I, I have them. I mean, but I still, I'm going to make it just so that I could sit, you know what it is, I could probably like give him out to friends and then resummon him if I wanted to. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I even entertained the notion of 
making a bunch of nice artwork with the cards and putting them on eBay just to see if I could get some money off of it. But eh, I don't know, Kelly, that's a little risky. (laughs) Yeah, it's too much. You're right. You don't want to aggro big N. Yeah. Unless someone else is doing it and they're getting away with it too. Oh, if you go, I think if you Google it, there's like Etsy stores and stuff that are just full of them. Oh, all right. Well, there you go. But that's like for the regular NFC. NFC cards that you can't find anymore, like the Metroid ones that are super expensive. Mm. But um, do I need yeah, a Metroid and, Dread amiibo? I feel like no, right? Uh, crap! You should have said something to me yesterday. Well, I that's what I'm saying. Them. They were all everywhere, and it's like I I keep looking at them, like no, I don't want that. So I'm good. I'm good. I, I picked it up, but that's because I sort of collect the Metroid I, series. I feel like some. Did I get the one with the Metroid breaking out of the little glass jar? That's the one I wanted for Metroid. That one's cool. The rest uh, have not been as interesting. But if if you want the cards, Chris, just I, uh, PM I'll me. let you know. I'll make yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and the other thing that no, what I want, Kelly. You know what I want? I want that little what? coffee thing I asked you to make. Coffee thing. I asked you to make this little piece of plastic, whose only job is to hold a coffee thing. Um. That's. That's the filament printer, and that's something you're going to have to buy have, Vaughn for. Oh, I don't, man. I don't touch the filament printer. Right. I have the resin printer that's for models. Okay. Oh, yeah. Vaughn's printer last is Last piece for of utility. news today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mentioned it last week while it was breaking on the podcast. The Ease versus um, Trails in the Sky Alternative Saga fan translation is out. Oh, cool. <laughs> Go get it before they sell it to Nisa and take it down. I don't know if they'll sell that one to Nisa or not. Uh, I would. Oh, that's the that's the phrasing that Anna uses when she knows more than she can say. Ah, when no, she says, ah, I ah. I do not have insider knowledge on this, but considering insider... that they have now sold three scripts, I to had them... to read a document about insider trading last night. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of oh. funny because Chris is like, uh, "We can't do insider trading," and whereas we're over here on the NFT side, going, "What's insider trading? That's called alpha." <laughs> and one of the last bits about the animal crossing de- uh upgrade that i'm excited about is that you're going to be able to unlock a plaza that just has those npcs that wander every day there permanently so you'll have access to red pretty much every day <gasps> in the dlc you said in the upgrade in the free upgrade oh in the free upgrade okay i was gonna yeah. say it's pay to red <laughs> i i think it's what's the name of the bug of lady hard... guy person um flick. flick yeah yeah okay pay to flick because i never um, see them when i no, play that red, game. red's the one that i lose my crap over trying to find every yeah, two but weeks i don't want to see paintings. red <laughs> i do because i want to finish the museum yeah all right so i'm yeah, not that, playing that's animal crossing animal. again i don't all this stuff like the happy home designer content is certainly i these things they should have added six months ago for the free content update and then the happy home designer thing does not improve the game in any way that i care about i don't think i'm going back to animal crossing for this it it does for me i want to give it a try because anna had a lot of fun with it well if all my friends go back i'll at least pop in a day or two oh man i do want to try it because it's basically animal crossing house flipper oh no kelly no no yes no you didn't even mention that you've been playing house flipper I, I only booted it up this morning, but okay. I didn't play enough of it to really t- justify talking about it. 
But the DS the Luxury DLC is out. I'm so excited. I bought that the second You're I got home from vacation. You were on a boat. Yes, I was on a boat. I think that was the name of the mission was I'm on a boat. <laughs> and you have to clean up a, a rich kid's yacht because his father is coming home. And they trashed the yacht. And I think his father is a musician because he, one of the things was that you had to find the gold records that got uh, knocked off of the walls and put them back. And and now I'm renovating a loft for a uh, family. So, yay! Uh, Chris, you brought this upon me. You were the one that bought me House Flipper. I did. I'm sorry. I'm it's sorry. Okay. You know what? I after as pissed as I was about SMT three yesterday, I needed a, a cool down from House Flipper for House Flipper. So thank you. You're awesome. Um, and cooling down the show, we have editorial content. I we did an interview um with Christine Love for Get in the Car Loser, and she answered all of my dumb questions in like all of the best ways. Oh, did she? Yes, okay. I was like. What, who is best girl and why is it Sam? And she was like, it is Sam. And here are all the reasons why. <laughs> and also, like, why does the protagonist dress up in a sexy leotard? Why didn't and Christine you... is love. Christine love is like for the lesbians. Okay. And I'm like, all right, this is content I am here for. Okay. I'm happy Thank that you. she cited <laughs> Final Fantasy 13 as the inspiration for battles because nobody acknowledges that battle system was good. So I appreciate that. Have you played yes, this yet, we- Anna? Um, no. I like it's free, so like yes. you should get on it. Yeah. Well, the main game is free and then the DLC is paid. I know. So, so I'll, play I'll the main both. game and then decide if you both. want the DLC. No, like, I I'll I'll get it. I'll buy it. I I, I honestly before or after Star Heroine. I honestly planned for this to be the next game that I was gonna stream and then okay. I got sucked into Trails in the Sky the Third. Oh, so well. So three years from now. No. Mm-hmm. No. Uh-huh. No. Yeah. No. No. Carrying on. Um, All right. We've we've also got a review from Paul Scarelli for Phantom Brave the Hermita Triangle. Uh give it a two point five out of five. Uh um, yeah, it's old and not good. Uh, yeah, d- those, those, I was... those is uh White Knight Chronicle numbers there. <laughs> well, I like that you know, he calls the review the ghost of consoles past. <laughs> yes. But yeah, like, you know, the 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 cool thing about Phantom Brave was the confine system and like how much you could customize your party and the characters in it. But like, there is a point where there is just utter choice paralysis because there are so many things that you could do that none of them feel like the right thing to do. Can we yep. can we get over to Lost Judgment and see that your main character is doing jazzercising or something? <laughs> yeah, so Sam Walker did a Lost Judgment review, gave it a 3.5 out of 5. And, and it's I interesting. guess there is a jazzercise. Yeah, and so I I think the in, the thing that Sam talked about a lot in our staff channels as she was sort of writing this review is like the thing that bugged her about the first um Judgment. judgment game and it bugs her still about the second judgment game is that the side content is all better than the main story <laughs> <laughs> Oops. and so it's like 
And and particularly with Lost Judgment, there was a lot of complaints about it adds new stuff, but none of it is fleshed out. It all feels very rushed and and half baked. That's too bad. And so it's like it feels like they went, oh crap, this did really good, and we've decided to pivot on the original game. Hurry up and make a new one. And that was not to their advantage. But I mean, a lot of this stuff is going to be as tolerated. So some of these things may not bother you. Some of them you may be 100% okay with. Some of them it might drive you even crazier than Sam. So I would say read the whole review and decide how you feel. And you can always Remember, Sam's played disagree. all the Yakuza things. Yes. So if all you've played is Judgment 1, your tolerance levels will be very different than hers. That's true. Yeah, she. I mean, she made a point to put Judgment on our backtrack list for next year. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> we will probably have a backtrack for the original judgment at some we point reviewed we reviewed gloomhaven it looks like yes yeah lewis mauricio reviewed gloomhaven gave it a 3.5 out of 5 i've been curious about this one I, this is supposed to be like the best tabletop game ever and this version makes it so you don't have to spend three hours setting it up because that's the thing about this game, is it takes forever to set up, right? Yeah, honestly, like, his biggest complaint after the re- reading the review is, this is repetitive. Oh, well, that's too bad. Which, like... Does that mean that... It's... Is it a bad translation of the game and, and it's repetitive in that I, way? Or I is mean, the game itself not it's... as good as people say it is? It's a board game, and so it even translated into a video game it has a finite structure of things that i wonder is he playing by himself or with other people um well i think he played it before it came out because that that would have a big difference too especially for a board game if you're playing single player that's probably going to end up feeling repetitive a lot more because you need that dynamic of people with board games. Right? Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. You need people and funny things to happen. You build a story about. Yeah, and I mean, the you person know, who wins you, all the there time. is a single player uh, co-op campaign and then multiplayer um, campaigns, and so um, I I think you're right. I think this is a game that it's three and a half out of five single player, and it will probably be higher with the right people. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yep. his last line. Playing it online with friends in co-op mode is closer to the original's experience. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, honestly, I remember him talking about this in the staff channel a little bit, and I think he said the thing that kind of bugged him the most was that um, they added this narrator, and the narrator added a lot of depth, but it was underutilized. Hmm. So. Um, hey, uh, our what? very own Tam. Got to go to the Final Fantasy fourteen Endwalker Media Tour. Ooh, spoilers. And uh, he wrote up all of his thoughts about the and the upcoming expansion. Yeah, have you guys seen the stories about how fourteen is now the most successful Final Fantasy in the series? Mm-hmm. 24 million um, concur- or subscriptions or something. Yeah. The memes of how it started with the original 14 versus oh. how it's going. <laughs> How's it started? How's it going? <laughs> I mean, good for them for the glow up. I commend them because. I mean, it to me, as someone who has, you know, departed games, I'm just, I'm amazed that they decided to double down and recommit to it because they could have just said, nope, it's not good. We're going to walk away from it. They were like, yeah, there oh, we go. It's not Screen good. says, sorry for Final Fantasy 14. How it started. <laughs> How it's going. Final Fantasy 14's top four, 24 million players. <laughs> I mean, to me, that's like a, a, a sort of a statement of commitment that I think very few other companies would be willing to make. 
Yeah, especially given that WoW's in the toilet right now. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's kind of helped their success a little bit. <sighs> but but good for them. No, I'm I'm happy. I'm kind of looking forward to Endwalker. I need to finish Shadowbringers at some point. <laughs> I remember this this story in July. Final Fantasy XIV is so popular that Square Enix stopped selling it. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Yeah, they had they to did just have stop that selling problem. copies of it because yeah, like all the WoW streamers switched. Oh over my god! To fourteen, is there a new race in Endwalker? Did There's... they add the Moon People in Endwalker? Loporitz. Uh... Yeah, is that a real thing? What? Loporip Loporitz. Moon bunnies. Moon bunnies. Are they adding moon bunnies? And is it playable? It uh... might just be. It might not be playable, but probably just a it's beast, a beast tribe. tribe. Oh, so yeah. The Beast Tribe of the Mare Lamentorum, which is the moon, are the Lapa Rabbits, a race of small, cute bunny people. Naming ways. You might know them from other games. Which, if you couldn't tell from the extremely pixelated graphics in FF4, were actually rabbit people. Yeah, <laughs> I had no I idea. Never had, I had no idea. I had to learn it with, not until Free Enterprise and people showing artwork of the naming ways, I'm like, wait, they're bunny people? <laughs> I didn't realize it until I played the 3D version of <gasps> yeah. It is a bunny! Are you okay, Anna? What are you screaming My about? My mind is blown! Oh, you didn't know the naming ways are bunnies? No! Yeah. Why do you... Oh my gosh, Anna. Yeah. And the, 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 that V on their head is their ears. <laughs> no, I thought it was a pig. I know. Apparently, I blew blown. Anna. Anna, what? Phoenix down is because the it's the down of a phoenix. It's their feathers. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. You know, I thought that they were pigs too back in the day. So, Anna, you're vindicated. Woo-hoo! But, but but also, you know, sometimes sprites just read weird. Like, yeah, they do. Have you ever seen um, people's interpretation of the Aghanim sprite from? Oh yeah, uh, people think that like things are his face and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, I need to see this now. Aghanim sprite. Yeah. Now that I'm looking at it up close, I can see the bunny now. But from afar, the the little nose looks like a piglet. Oh wow! Yeah, look at this. Oh, I used. Yeah, to see that's it. what I thought for the oh. longest time. Yeah. No, that's a crown circular. Yeah. Okay. I I can I can understand. That's fair. <laughs> when I saw it for real, it blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, moving on with the editorials. So our very own Phil Willis played the Monster Hunter Rise PC demo, which the, uh, crap storm over the cross save thing this week, people were not happy. Yeah. I don't know what they were up to with that. I think that they specifically mentioned cross save in a survey and then came out with, sorry, we are unavailable, unable to do that at this time. And people were not happy. Yeah, because like, um, you know, lots of other games are doing that between Switch and PC. <laughs> so it's like, why? <laughs> Hades does it with Switch and PC. Is it because the games are in different development schedules, maybe? I don't know. I, I think the, the suspect is that um, Nintendo's worried about cheating. Mm. Whether or not that's a valid criti- uh, concern is, I don't know, because I've never played a PC Monster Hunter. So Phil was playing this on his PC, and it looks pretty. I wonder how well it play. I mean, 
how well it transitions oh man no me neither but also i want it in the high res i just wish it had crossplay. yeah but like we knew this was the issue this is not news i knew that i'd be playing it on switch and then i'm screwed and if i wanted it on pc i should wait and i didn't that's my fault Eh. um our next editorial is about sushi yeah, Michael confused. Baker wrote about Sushi, sushi. Striker. No, but he actually has sushi pictures on the article. Yeah, because he lives in Japan. I hope that they're, like, not copyrighted. These look like photos he might have gotten off stock photos. I hope that these are okay to post. <laughs> anyway. I uh, I played this, played this game, and it's a very interesting little puzzler. Like, oh, we don't cover this, so it's just, it's just a... It's an editorial yeah. about it. Okay. Weird. On paper, it ticks all the boxes on the RPG checklist. Central plot, engaging combat, experience-based leveling, cute animal companions, as well as items and equipment. Why haven't you played this, Anna? I have it for you in it's, the pile, in the living room. Yeah, yeah, I know. I think I bought the DS version off of Newegg for it, like five bucks. Anna, it is a puzzle game where you're matching sushi, so it's like a match-three-ish puzzle game with sushi with levels. What more do you need to make I, a game for you? I just need time and you have the remembering time remembering to play it I'm, I'm reminding you right now go get it she's okay. ignoring me <laughs> it says it just says okay if i just say okay he'll leave me alone and then he'll forget about it <laughs> oh you'll <laughs> never forget about it so uh what's coming out chris coming out this week we have the caligula effect 2 for ps4 and switch oh, yeah, i should play the caligula effect 1 Gloomhaven for PC. Disciples Liberation for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series XS. Ever tried on the PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Kill Squad on PC. And finally, Collection of Saga Final Fantasy Legend coming out for PC. Back to you, Kelly. I, I guess the calm before the storm, because I think November is going to be, well, I mean, it's not it's the middle of October, but I feel like the next couple of weeks are going to be crazy. Hmm. Is it, though? Is any games we care about? Um, I guess the one is uh, SMT5 when that hits. Yeah, that's November. I, I guess it's top more. of mind because of me finishing three. Sorry, let me check. Let me check RPGamer.com for the list of upcoming games. Also, I don't know if my dumb little cat's purring is picking up on the mic. Not at all. Okay. Sorry. I I had to grab her because she was getting ready to break something. <laughs> Which was going to make you about ready to break something? Eh. I, I, I made all... a point to put a... How do I, I see all upcoming games plate. on our site? <laughs> I don't um, know. All for to... all systems? You yeah. can't. Oh, we need it's... to fix that. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Oh, WordPress and plugins. Here. You frustrate me. Anyway. Here, I, got a re- I got a request for some kitten ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> Super Robot Wars 30 is coming soon. Oh, that's going to make Tam very happy. Yeah, he's the one who pointed it out. <laughs> Um, let's see. Looking at through the end of the year, since we got some time here. What do we got? We got Guardians of the Galaxy on the 26th. We have Mario Party Superstars on the 29th of October. Oh, yeah. Uh, Elder Scrolls V, another version of it. (laughs) 
on November 11th. SMT5, of course, uh, November 12th. The Pokemon games on the 19th of November. The FF14 expansion on the 23rd. Um, at some point, Final Fantasy VII, the first soldier is supposed to come out. Yeah. Uh, we got the reboot of Advance Wars in December, early December. Danganronpa Decadence on December 3rd. Is that the... That That's the re-release on, re-release on with the, Switch with that the has mini-game? the new okay. minigame in it. Uh, the same day Excited. that comes out. The same day that comes out. Disney Magical World 2 Enchanted Edition. <sighs> it's, my whole Christmas list is going to be nothing but video games. And, and like a Big Brain Academy, the... Brain versus Brain. No? Not, no, These not games are all for me. On December 9th, <laughs> Demon Gaze Extra. Mm. Are you going to go back to Demon? Is that the one you were throwing things about? Yep. Okay. That's the one that you walked me through the first okay. dungeon because I was well, about ready to break the Vita in half. Instead of Demon Gaze Extra like, that nope. same day, you can play the re-release of Monster Rancher 1 and 2. Yeah, Ooh. I'll take it. Okay. That's not a hard choice. And then Record of Lotus War comes out for consoles on the 16th of December. The the Deedlet and Wonder Lab, the, the Castlevania one. Um, I'm trying to decide if I want to play that or not. It yeah. looks good. It looks okay. Yeah, and but that looks like some it. of the some of the bow and arrow stuff looks like it might be a little fiddly for me. Sure. And so I don't know. I mean, but those games you can always level up and yeah. Overpower. No, it's it's the so there's some puzzles that require you to shoot the bow and arrow and then move, or shoot the bow in a really specific pattern in a small amount of time. And that's where I start to be like, uh-oh, I don't know if I can do that. Someone's asking if the Langrisser games comes out on PS4. Where's the Langrisser? I don't see a Langrisser game here. The uh, the Lotus War game comes out on PS4, yes. It says PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and Nintendo Switch, according to Wikipedia's video game article. Uh yeah, so for me it's SMT five is the last big one this year, and then uh with the caveat that if I decide to get back into fourteen this year, that would consume the rest of the of the year for me. <laughs> um, if not, then I'm probably gonna stick with plow. Well, you know, I don't know. I always say I'm gonna do this thing, and then I get tired of it. So we'll see. Maybe I'll make a nice chunk of these computer RPGs finally done. For me, it's SMT five and Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Anna Marie? Uh cheese. Okay. <laughs> What's next on your list? Um, well, now that um Caligula Effect Two is out, I should probably play Caligula Effect One. Why? It's in my backlog and, and I keep meaning to play it. But why does it why do you need to play it just because the second one's out? Because I'm gonna want to ape into the second one too. Oh you are, okay. Because I'm an idiot. Okay. I was going to say, I thought that Collective Effect was sort of a meh game from people's opinions. That's what I thought. It's, it's like Persona, but not as fun. Oh. Yeah, Aww. that sounds like a great game to get into. Well, I mean, I own it, so I might you, as well play it. Why don't you play, play the Pokemon remakes instead? Well, that's um, not for a month, but still. Yeah, I mean, I because, darn it, this is my backlog year, no. and I'm going to bust through that backlog. Well, we just talked about another game you could play, Sushi Strikers. Yes. And There's... you could play that other game that you were going to play sooner than that that was also on your backlog that you've been meaning to play, but you sounded like you were actually excited about it. Um... Yeah, I know which one. I know there's a few that probably meet that. Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy I want to play too. Shoot, I'm sorry. forgot about um, that. 
they announced or they released the soundtrack for that on uh, Spotify last yeah. week. And who oh boy, you talk about a soundtrack that's made just for me. I wonder if it's on Apple Music. I'll have to see. I see Spotify is the one I don't have. I have access to Apple Music and Google or YouTube Music, but not Spotify. So I miss out on those cool crossover soundtrack deals sometimes. Did you guys see that there's new Pokemon cards with all of the art- uh, music artists that made songs for the Pokemon anniversary album? Mm-mm. No. So there is now a Post Malone and Katy Perry and uh, what's his name? JT, J Balvin. And other artists. And people are upset about this. God's why i don't know i think there's a lot of people a lot of older people like people our age that don't realize that there was like a huge explosion of mainstream pokemon music that came out over the last year and they are like why is post malone getting a pokemon card and not like uh the on and it's like because they just put out a huge album of pokemon music and post malone headlined it because people our age are growing up, that grew up with Pokemon, are growing up and getting into making their own albums. And when you say Pokemon, Pokemon music, fans? are these versions of the bad songs from the anime? No, they wrote new songs. Okay, there was like a huge music thing. Like so these are new all for bad the last Pokemon year. Songs. Okay, Pokemon songs are always bad. The yeah. only good one is the Magikarp jump song. Oh my! Well, okay, that's true. See. That's oh, a good my. one. That's the one that probably gets the least play, too. Uh, my husband is always jamming the original To Be a Master soundtrack. And he has that in both Japanese and English. Japanese openings are pretty good. But that's because they sound like anime, and I like that style. So what do I know? Should we call it, folks? Should we call it? Is it time? Yeah. I'm, it I'm ready. Right. I'm ready for lunch. If you are ready to give us an answer to our question of the week, which is what's one thing that sequel needs to do for you to say, heck yeah, or oh no, um, let us know at rpgamer.com. Find the show thread and post it there. Um, we're officially retiring the email and the, and the phone number, right? Yeah, yeah, I think it's time. It's time to call it. Yeah, they're done. They've been effectively done for a while, but they're done. Um, if you would like to catch us live, it's twitch.tv slash rpgamer at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, every Saturday. And if you'd like the website, of course, rpgamer.com. Subscribe in your favorite podcast player for all of RP Gamer's podcast shows, including RPG Cast and um, Backtrack. And uh, do we have Q&A Quest still? Is yep. that still going? Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's it, right? Yep. My apologies if we have a newer podcast that I forgot. I am an idiot. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. We'll catch you next week. Until then, everyone go hug your Badoofs. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.